Hey everybody, John Finn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We're a house church network. Visit our website. There's podcasts there. There's uh, 10 question and answer videos about house church, lots of material. Sign up for my weekly thoughts and my monthly e-newsletter. It's in the newsletter that I'd put any prophetic words, anything the Lord has spoken to me about. And it's in the headers of the weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out Fridays, U.S. time. Uh, it's in the headers there that we put announcements of our Zoom online meetings, our conferences, where we'll be, travels, etc. So visit our website, cwowi.org. Today, asking the question, what does it mean to be washed by the blood, to be washed and cleansed from our sins? There's many, there are many references in the New Testament, of course. Uh, Titus 3.5 talks about being washed and recreated uh, through the washing process of, of the word. Um, Ephesians 5, 26, 25 and 26 talk about us husbands, we husbands being like Jesus who loved the church and he he washes us with the water of the word to cleanse us and present us without spot or wrinkle to himself. That is that there's no dirt on our robes of righteousness. There's no spot. There's no, um, no grime or anything else from the world. And it's the washing of water by the word. But probably the best example would be for our purposes is Psalm 51. In Psalm 51, David has been confronted about his sin with Bathsheba, and he writes Psalm 51, which is a psalm of repentance. We have famous verses. There's so much in that psalm. Uh, verse 10, you know, uh, creating me an, a new heart, creating me a, a clean heart. Uh, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Um, there are many different things. In verse 6, I love, he says, you desire truth in the inward parts, plural, spirit and soul. And it's in the hidden part, the spirit that you reveal wisdom. It's a great New Testament truth there too about how he, he reveals truth in our spirit man or, or wisdom in our spirit man. But it's in the opening lines of Psalm 51 that, that David says, hey, have mercy on me, O Lord. You know, I'm just a sinner. I was born in sin. I was created in sin. You know, I am a sinner. And then he says in verses three and four, he says, wash me from my iniquity, cleanse me from my sin. And that's a two-part word that is really fascinating to look at. The first thing to look at is, what is the word, what does it mean to wash? Uh, in 1000 BC, roughly 1000 BC for the sake of numbers, how did they wash clothes then? And if you do a little digging in the research, you'll find out that they did, they washed their clothes by putting them in a tub of water and then and then washing, the housewife would get inside that tub and step all over the clothes and, and throw the clothes in there and start walking all over them. And it was the agitation of the clothes and the friction between the bottom of the feet and the tub and everything else that those would be cleaned. Another reference I found was that they used a stick about 18 inches long, maybe what would that be, 35, 40 centimeters long, and they would beat the clothes in there to, to get them, to get them clean. Many of us talk, uh, many of us, those old enough to remember the phrase of a rough road being a washboard road, because in, in old time America, and I'm sure in many parts of the world, even today, it's common, um, uh, to have some sort of a, a row, uh, um, <laughs> some sort of a washboard, a rock, something rough that you rub the clothes against in and out of the water and rubbing against that, that friction, that, that washboard, that rock, whatever the case is. So washing is not just standing under a shower and say, okay, Lord, wash the dirt off. David is saying, when he's saying, wash me from my iniquity, 
First off, iniquity refers to the nature of sin. He wants to get rid of the nature of sin. He wants to get rid of the lifestyle of sin. He wants to get rid of the habit of sin. And then he's saying, wash me, in talking about washing with step all over me, Lord, in the washing process. What he's talking about is he is willing to undergo a process by which his sin would be cleansed. He's willing to undergo the process. See, today we are much too much, too informal with the Father God, too informal with the Lord. We, we are so part of the family and we've got Christ's presence in us that we, we, lose these, we lose sight of the fact that we're dealing with God and that the horror of what sin is. And so we just say, oh, cleanse me, wash me. It's like being in a shower, spray me with the washing of water by the word and I'll be clean. Now, it's much, much more akin, much closer to what David was saying when he said he's willing to submit himself to washing. And it's interesting that, that in the Hebrew, it, means, uh, it literally means multiply to wash me. It, it carries with it the reference, which means this is going to be a repeated process, Lord. Uh, this is not a one and done. This is a repeated process. And so it's right there in the Hebrew that he's saying, wash me from my iniquity. But you know, Lord, uh, I'm not perfect and I'm going to be coming back to you and you're going to have to wash me again. But it's for, the, for then he was writing about his sin with Bathsheba, but he recognized that he's not perfect. And so it's that, number one, that submission to the washing process. When we say, Father, forgive me, when we confess our sin, when we do 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The what it says is we confess what we know and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. You confess what you know and the Father is so gracious that he cleanses us from all unrighteousness, everything else in our lives. So you, all you have to do is confess the ones you know about and he takes care of all the rest. You, you walk away with a clean slate, taking, taking care of the ones you don't even know about. That's how gracious he is. But so the first part is submitting to the process. And second part is realizing this is an ongoing thing. There's a, there's a false teaching out there that, uh, that takes verses in Hebrews and first John out of context that says, if you sin once, you can be forgiven. If you sin again, then there's no forgiveness for you because you know what you're doing. There's no sacrifice for the sin. And that actually is, is in Hebrews chapter six and Hebrews chapter 10. And it talks about people who are walking away from the Lord and how, because they know what they're doing, that they can't be renewed to repentance. There's no more sacrifice for sin because they know exactly what they're doing in walking away from, from Jesus. And a similar uh, situation in, in uh, 1 John, uh, when he writes about hating your brother and everything else, he's talking about large picture, and he's not talking about you and I on a daily basis that are just imperfect. In fact, in Matthew 18, what Peter said, Lord, should I forgive my brother seven times? And Jesus said, seven times, seven times 70, Peter. And Luke's version of it says, Peter came to him and said, if my brother comes seven times in a day, shall I forgive him those seven times? And Jesus said, if he comes seven, 70 times, if he comes 70 times in a day and says, please forgive me, you will forgive him. So it's like, you know, put it back in context and realize that even in David's time, certainly in the New Testament where we are, even in David's time, by saying, wash me from my iniquity, he's saying, I'm submitting to a process. And this, you know, multiply to wash me means let this process go on in my life. Let it not be just for this one sin that I'm confessing and admitting to and asking forgiveness for. Let it be a larger process of cleansing in my life. In fact, the word wash, this is the third part, wash and cleanse, wash me from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. 
in Psalm 51 is two parts. And, and because we, we don't understand the Jewish Old Testament, we miss it. You know, when a leper was healed, for instance, in Leviticus, it says when the leper is healed, he had to show himself to the priest. Jesus talked about that when he cleansed the 10 lepers. He said, go show yourself to the priest. The washing is the cleansing or the washing is the cleaning of it. The cleansing is the declaration of having been washed. The, in other words, it, it's one is one is actual and one is ceremonial. So when David is saying, wash me from my iniquity, he's talking about undergoing that process where, you know, washing the water and the agitation and everything that requires and the agitation within himself at himself for having sinned and having done that and the regret and the repentance and everything that goes on. Cleanse me means that that you hold that garment up to the light and say, yeah, all the dirt is gone. There's no more stain. So washing and cleansing. Cleansing is the declaration of having been washed. Cleansing is the, the justification, the forgiveness, the statement of forgiveness, and holding that up and saying, yep, that's clean now. So David is saying, wash me from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. He's talking about that two-part process where he wants to, to undergo the process of being washed and then and then have the Lord declare, you're cleansed. And so those elements, I, I really encourage you to realize that it is a process. Uh, even in David's time, certainly in our time, uh, the washing of water by the word of Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 indicates uh, that it is a process and it's going to need, be, be repeated. It's what David did. That's why That's why it says, multiply to wash me. It, 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 clothes get dirty repeatedly. They need repeatedly washed. Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. That's great. But feet get dirty multiple times. So we take the one example, but it's not a standalone example. So realize these things. Wash is a process. Cleansing is the justification. And it is, uh, our heart has to be to undergo that process. And, uh, and you do that and then, and realize this, let me close with this, just so that people know you don't wake up in the morning in sin and say, Oh Lord, forgive me for my sin, whatever I sin during the night in my sleep. No, no, no. We, we have Christ in us. We have the mind of Christ. We have the authority to use the name of Jesus. We are the children of God. We live in fellowship with the Lord. If we sin in that one little area, we confess it and he is faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness as well as that which we confessed. But we don't, we don't live in sin and then try to climb up to a place of fellowship. No, no, no. We live in fellowship with our Father. We live in fellowship with the Lord. We battle the enemy from the position of having already won. See, so you have to approach this to realize, yes, there's a process on you, going on in you, and it's a highway of holiness, but it is a process. But you Undergo that process from a position of strength, of wholeness with the Lord. So anyway, let that blessing, I hope that's a blessing to you. Let that be a blessing to you. God bless, uh, cwowi.org.